This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a woo-pig suey. Woo-pig suey. Woo-pig suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10, 5, touchdown Bullpups! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson. And I think we can confirm from the West Coast in L.A., San Francisco. I thought you said the West Coast and Little River to the East Coast. (laughs) No, (laughs) all the way to the East Coast, Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve? Yes? Have you ever seen the movie Forrest Gump? Yes, love that movie. You have seen that one? Love that movie. Do you remember the scene where Forrest Gump is in Vietnam, or as he refers to it as Vietnam, Mm -hmm. and he keeps saying this one line over and over again after their battle. He's trying to go back into the jungle. Do you remember that line? Oh, yeah, yeah. What does he say? That I don't know. You said you knew it. Well, I I just remember he kept saying something, but I don't... he, He kept saying... I gotta find Bubba. Oh, yeah, I gotta find Bubba. Yeah. Oh, I think Bubba has officially been found. Well, I think they read my column from a couple weeks ago because I was calling for Bubba two weeks ago. The big news this afternoon from the Kansas City Royals is that Bubba is now a Royal. It is official. And he why is going not? to be called up on Friday. They have made their moves on the roster. They will announce those later, but we are anticipating that it will be Terrence Gore that will be sent down. But Bubba Starling, the number 5 overall pick in the 2011 draft, the pride of Gardner Edgerton, the former trailblazer, former bullpup killer, is officially a royal. Yeah, and you know you might as well give him a chance. What what can it hurt? I mean, you're going to win 55 games this year, whatever. Terrence Gore is basically just taking up a roster spot. You know, he's he hasn't stolen that many bases. He can't hit. He looks like he has a toy bat in his hands when he comes up to the plate. I mean, it's it's almost embarrassing to watch when Terrence Gore comes to the plate where the D it's like little league baseball when the kid that you know, like I was my first year, they yeah. Said, he can't hit, he can't hit. Bring the in or or like butter or the you know, the what's the one with buttermaker bad news bears. Yeah. Where they said, Well, let's and outfield just come in. You know, you don't you don't even need to be in the outfield. You know, because who was it, Lupus or somebody like that? Lupus. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that his name? I think so. Yeah, Timmy Lupus or whatever his name was. <laughs> Just wear one. Stick your elbow out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and then Bubba fails, then the experiment that has lasted, what, eight years? Seven eight years. Eight years. The Bubba Starling experience 
can finally end. They can they well they cut ties with him last year. Right. Nobody picked him up. I mean, nobody touched him. So the Royals resigning. Well, he's had a good year at AAA. His best minor league season has yeah. been this year. Yeah. He's 26 years old. He's been in AAA. He's hitting 310, 11 doubles, two triples, seven home runs. And this was his first full season at the AAA level, whether right. it was through injury or just where he was going to begin. But he's having his best season, while at the same time, the Royals are having their worst season. Yeah, and you know, he, he's had a ton of injuries. You'd think a guy with his physical attributes would be a real power. I mean, that oblique has been a killer for oh, him. Oh, the oblique. Darn oblique, I tell you. Those obliques, I can relate to that. I don't think I know where mine is, and well, it sure has never obliques hurt. Obliques and hammies. I can tell you all about obliques and hammies. I've had a lot of trouble with those in my career. But good for Bubba. Yeah. It's finally time. Yeah. And I was a person that throughout this entire run, I didn't really have any faith no. in this happening. Well, I'll be honest, I still don't have any faith in Bubba once he comes up. I just don't think... You know, he strikes out a lot. That's the big rub on him. But, hey, in baseball now, strikeouts are the norm. I didn't even realize it until I heard heard it uh, yesterday that who was uh, the National League struck out 16 times in the All-Star game. I don't think I had realized that. Yeah, but guys are just whiffing left and right. So, strikeouts, are just, they're in now. I mean, they're acceptable. They're in, just yeah. like, a, like a fashion statement. Yeah, strikeouts are in. Homers are in. Bunts are out. Stolen bases. Stolen bases. Are they're, they're out. Yeah. Right after Labor Day. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. But with this Bubba Starling move, it is finally that day for the Royals that they have been waiting for for eight years. And if you can go back to 2011, the Royals were still a very bad team in 2011. Mm-hmm. And of course, in order to be the number five pick, they were bad in 2010. In 2012, they started to get better, 72 and 90. 2013, they finally get over 500, and then 14 and 15 obviously make the World Series. And I think if you could go back to the beginning of this run, their projection was maybe Bubba Starling is there in 2014. Right. Maybe 2015. Whenever they drafted him thinking, we've got all these other guys that are coming up, there's a chance for him to be a part of this run. When you pick a guy that high, you figure by his fifth year, he should be starting in the majors. Four years. Or at least be hanging around and right. be close. Yeah, but that's 20. If you draft a guy at 18, five years, it makes him 23. Well, Mike Trout. He was two, about 18 and a half. Yeah, two <laughs> years. He was up and, and he's the best player. He was the best player in the game within two years. But but uh, Bubba, you know, I hope I really hope it works out. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe Billy Hamilton might get cut. He's done nothing. They haven't announced the roster moves, right. but we are fairly certain – that Terrence Gore will be a part of this. It's either Terrence Gore or Billy Hamilton. And, we know it'll be one of those. And Terrence two. Gore made some sort of tweet a little bit ago and said, "Thanks for all the fun memories." Something along those lines. I can pull it up here in a minute. Yeah, well, that. He's but a- here are some of the things that Dayton Moore said today about Bubba Starling. One of them was that they wanted to make this move last season, mm-hmm. but Bubba got hurt, and so they they couldn't really make that move because he wouldn't have played. Number two is that Dayton said the defense has obviously been very good for Bubba his entire career. The contact rate for him this year has been better, and that they've seen more consistency with everything that he's doing on an offensive end. Which, of course, that's been the word, consistency. Bubba has had those flashes of greatness in the minors, and then whether it's an injury or just several big slumps, 
He hasn't shown that consistency. Well, let me ask you this. If Bubba had been up all year and played every day like Billy Hamilton, I think Billy Hamilton has like nine RBIs the entire year. I bet he would have more than nine. I think he would have more than nine. He would run into a couple. Well, um, and, and he hits for a little more power yeah. than Billy Hamilton, Billy Hamilton too. Does, Billy Hamilton hasn't come close, I don't think, to a home run this year. And Dayton Moore also said today that they want – Bubba Starling to play a lot of center. He'll play some right field, well, but saying that he'll play a lot of center. That tells me that Billy Hamilton could be – it could be Gore and Hamilton. Maybe they're making another move and bringing up Bonifacio. And they will make this move prior to the game tomorrow night. And, boy, just – if the word gets out, Bubba's going to start in center. Who They're home against who, Detroit? I think they're home against Detroit. Okay. It is Detroit. Home game? You don't think an extra 10,000 people would walk up to see Bubba's? It might be twenty. Yeah. Yeah, Bubba's big. It might be 20,000. Yeah. And I just, uh, I'm very excited for him because it has been a very difficult road for Bubba Starling. And for those of you that don't know as much about Bubba, Bubba was about the biggest deal in Gardner, Kansas, from the time he was six years old. Yeah. When your name's Bubba. Derek. People know. They don't call him Derek. People know who you are. Yeah, Derek is his real name. And by the time he got into the middle school ranks, everybody knew that this guy was going to be a freaky athlete. Mm -hmm. Then he gets into high school, and it's coming down to Nebraska, or the Royals, or the potential to play professional baseball. And you know what? I bet Bubba Starling would have been a really, really good college basketball player as well. Yeah. Let me and that you, was never on the table. Let me ask you this. If the Royals had not drafted Bubba with the fifth pick, how far do you think he would have fallen in the first? Do you think he would have, could the Royals got him actually in the second round? Because I don't think so. Because he I was, think he was first round. It was thought he was a reach at five. Maybe in the 18s or 20s, but, but at five. I, I think me- he was certainly a first round pick. I remember, I remember when he was picked, though. Uh, the scouts were saying, "Ooh, boy, Kansas City really reached," and 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 they said they could, you know, he might, he'll be okay, but he in, injuries have just killed him, though. Let's just face it. Well, and what other people kind of don't remember is he was having some arm troubles in high school because he could throw 94, 95, and was pitching. And then his senior year, they said, "Yeah, you're not going to pitch." Yeah. And the other thing too is that he really cooled off. During his senior year of high school, I know he hit almost 500 that year, but there were some signs that man, he's he's not all there mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so maybe those are some of the things that you can remember. And people how do you do against that, the mighty Olathe East Hawks? Well, the mighty Olathe East Hawks that year did not play Bubba. Okay, I actually don't think they made the state tournament. Okay, that year, okay. but we did not play them. In our regional, we played Blue Valley West okay. that year. So we never bumped into Mighty Bubba. But I got to be around him a little bit and see him play through my club baseball team in high school. And he was not around as much his junior year, summer after junior year, summer after my freshman year, because he was off in North Carolina with the USA national team. But the moments that I did get to be around him and watch him play... It was unlike anybody else I'd ever played with. Mm-hmm. And he had that feeling of first round, $8 million signing bonus type of a player. But that's the expectation that was on Bubba Starling's shoulders his entire life. He was 14 years old and people are saying, okay, you're going to be the best football, basketball, baseball player. And there's a lot of pressure with that. Then oh, yeah. when you sign the contract for $8 million, 
and all of your friends and family are saying, all right, congrats, but time to make it to the Royals or you're a failure. Yeah. And I think he went through some very tough times in his late teens, early 20s, because he wasn't moving up the ranks. Right. He, he yeah. was slow out of the gates. Yeah, he was He spinning, was getting hurt. He was spinning his wheels. And people start talking about you. What would you have said to Bubba, say, if you'd been playing, you'd played, a, say the mighty Olathe East of Hawks played Bubba, and he got a base hit, and he got on first base. and He was over at first base with me. Yeah, and you, you sidled up to him, and you look up to him and say, you're not so hot. I can hit like you can. Yeah, I would have said, yeah, Bubba, I'll, I'll hit a few dingers. I did have that experience with Ben Heaney. Yeah. Former Hutch High Salt Hawk. Yeah. And for some reason, in this time that he was over at first base that day, he was there forever. It was like we had a 40-pitch sequence of the next two batters behind him. Yeah. And so he was just over at first the whole time. And like 10 times he took off stealing in a foul ball and had to come back. So I got to talk to him a lot during that. And then he ended up stealing second base. Our, our catcher threw up and threw the ball into the right center gap. It was it was a thrown ben, double. Ben Heaney and, was, and Ben Heaney zipped around second, came around third, and scored. Ben Heaney was one bad dude. He was school. a freaky athlete. He was, and me being the sixteen year old I was over at first base, and this guy that had ripped off a couple of state championships in football and was yeah. going to go to KU. Yeah, that was it. Was a fun conversation with him over there. Yeah, but for Bubba, it is a great day for him. It's a great day for Kansas City because they've been waiting for this moment for eight years. And, of course, it's a little later than they would have wanted, but it's finally here. I just hope he doesn't come up and go, like, oh, for his first 15 or something like that. Because, you know, the he's got to get that first hit out of the way early because there's going to be a, so much pressure on When they're guy. home for a weekend series. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what he needs to do with his speed. You know, he's fast. If, if they play a shift or something like that, lay one down, show that speed. And don't pull a hammy, though. Yeah, don't do or that. Or an oblique. I think that there will be a very positive reaction. And I think if if we could, let's say, fast forward a, a year from now, and let's say that he had not been called up, that the reaction would have been negative and gone, God, what a waste of talent. What a waste of a wor- first the, round The word record. bust w- w- would have stuck around with Bubba forever. But the fact that he gets to have his chance, the Royals get to see what he can do, presumably for the back half of this season. Yeah give him 70 or 60 games, however many are left, and say, prove it. Yeah. If you can hang around, then he's going to make a little bit more money and spend some more time in the bigs. I think they have 71 games. I think they've played 91, so they have 71 games left. You know, if they let him play 60 of them, that would be, that's about almost three, that'd be 250 at-bats probably. And give him a chance to prove himself. Or if not. It, if it works out great. Then he'll be back again. Well, I mean, he can't be any worse than Billy Hamilton. Right. I mean, my gosh, Billy Hamilton's probably the worst offensive player in baseball this year. Terrence Gore being a close second, even <laughs> though he's not a regular. Yeah. But I think this is a moment where people will get to give Bubba Starling the standing ovation, the reaction that he needs, yeah. and, and maybe something to make him – because I would imagine – Bubba Starling has had a tough last eight years. Oh, sure. If he walks around town, they go, remember when Bubba was signed in the first round and he hasn't made it yet? Yeah. And he gets those looks and those stares and he hears all the chatter. And that this weekend, he finally gets to hear the positive. All I I know is he put on the greatest performance against a McPherson Bullpup football team I've ever seen. And, you know, there were 3,000 people that night at McPherson Stadium when Bubba ran 273 and five touchdowns. There's probably 30,000 people that say they were there because 
that was the most memorable game in McPherson High football history. I, I know the Jade game was pretty memorable, but the Bubba game where Tyler Matthews threw for about 400 and some yards for McPherson, the teams were over 1,000 yards total offense. I mean, it was just like the scoreboard couldn't keep up. The fans couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. I was doing stats, and, and it was just – Were you doing radio that game? No, no. It was before your radio yeah, days. I was still – So you're down there on the field shooting pictures. I wasn't shooting pictures. I had somebody shooting pictures at that point. You're taking notes. You're scribbling. Bubba for 20. Bubba for 25. I want to say – I could be wrong, but I want to – I know that Channel 22 used to do a game of the week. Mm-hmm. Mark Ewing. I can't remember – I know they did a game – in McPherson, but I can't remember if it was when Gardner Edgerton came here or somebody else. I'm sure Shane Baku's friend of the I'm show, sure he would. you know, could tell us. And it's for the kids, so Shane will do it, you know. For the kids. Yeah, so, but anyway, um, I know that they, Channel, uh, Mark came here one time because I did stats for him. I did stats, I would be feeding Mark. Mark told me I had to send him, you know, they paid me a little money and I had to keep supplying information, just notes here and there during the game. You You'd know. be good at that. Well, I, I guess. I, I think that would be a good retirement job for you Ooh, the r word take take stats feed them to somebody yeah i like the sound of that yeah all right steve let's take our first break congrats bubba it'll be an exciting weekend at kaufman stadium and probably the first exciting weekend of the year so that will be fun and of course we will be carrying the royals here at 96.7 fm kbbe for bubba starling's first at bat let's take a break when we come back the big 12 football preseason media poll came out yesterday And there are two teams from the state of Kansas in this poll, obviously, and we'll tell you where they ended up. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sal. Did you get to place your media preseason poll vote for the Big 12? I did not. They didn't call you? I'm not apparently one of the – it's the regular people that cover the teams, like the Journal World and, you know, Oklahoma City, whatever, Oklahoma, the Daily Oklahoma. Yeah. The Austin News Ledger. Wichita Eagle. Wichita Eagle. I, well, I don't even know. The well, Manhattan Mercury. Yeah, something like that. I think you should apply to be an AP voter. Do you think they would give it to you? I don't want to be. You there. work at two pretty important media outlets, I Steve. Don't, I don't want to be a – it's it's a lot of work. I mean, you have to send a ballot in every week and, you, you know. What else do you have to do? You're watching the games. I'm Come bu- on. I'm a busy man. I'm coming up with ideas all the time. I'm a voter at Sports in Kansas. Are you really? For all of theirs, yeah. Okay. It doesn't take that long. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I used to be – for 25, 30 years, I was a Shrine Bowl voter. Well, did you get to follow along with the Big 12 football preseason poll that was announced yesterday? I wrote a column about it. At midkansasonline.com? Midkansasonline.com, yes, sir. Go to midkansasonline.com. There's all sorts of good stuff up there. But you did get to talk about this poll. If you were going to open up the poll, 
let's say you didn't know, who would have been the two teams you would have picked to be the bottom two? The bottom two? Well, KU, of course. Of course. For the ninth year in a row. I would have picked Texas Tech. Okay. Probably. Because, you know, Cliff King. What about Baylor? Baylor's intriguing because they seem to be getting better. You know, they really bottomed out after Art Bryles left, and I think it's Matt Rule. I don't think Art Bryles left. No, he was... He was sent packing. Yes. Yeah, what a mess that was down there. But you would have thought maybe Baylor at number nine? Yeah, could have been. Would you have guessed K-State at number nine? Well, it. you know, Bill Snyder made a career on his teams being overlooked, and now it looks like Chris Kleiman is going to be given the same label... You know, your team's no good. So, I would – K-State, I, I, I'll say it right now. I'll stake what tiny reputation I have, which is almost nothing. Not much. Not much. It's Yeah, I'm a nobody. But K-State will not finish ninth in the Big 12. There is no way in the world. Give me your proof. Why? Why? Because they've still got some pretty good players back. Skylar Thompson's one of the best. He'll You look at the quarterback's – there's hardly any starting quarterbacks that are returning. No Will Greer. Yeah. I think Texas Tech used a couple different guys last year, and at least one of them is back. Yeah. I know Sam Ellinger is back. You have Jalen Hurts at OU, Yeah. even though he wasn't there right. before. There are some, some guys that will be back. Maybe the team that I'm the most surprised about being as high highly ranked as they are is TCU. And I wrote in my column on midkansasonline.com oh. that... TCU is picked fourth because Gary Patterson. That Gary Patterson has earned the respect of everyone around the league. And TCU always does seem to be picked higher than what it should be. It happens every year, it seems like. Iowa State is the other team. Yeah, Iowa State. That is the big surprise out of this poll. Three. And, you know, David Montgomery declared early. He was a – man, he carried that offense – and that big receiver. I can't think who the big receiver was they had last year. The 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guy that was just unbelievable. He's moved on. I just I think, I think, just think people are making Iowa State way too good. I would, I would pick Oklahoma State ahead of Iowa State. Are you surprised to see West Virginia in the bottom three? I am. And see, that's another team I think is picked too low. Because West Virginia last year I thought was a little underrated. I thought they were very good. They just didn't win any of their big games. Right. I thought Will Greer was very talented. They had a lot of great offensive pieces. I'm obviously a big Dana Holgerson fan, and now he's out the door. Right. Remember, he's at Houston now. Right. And maybe that's part of the reason why people are thinking West Virginia won't be as good. Do you really think? No Cliff Kingsbury. Do you really think Baylor's going to be West, better than West Virginia? I don't. I, I don't think I do. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where they're getting this. I, I do know that KU is going to be 10, though. I, I, I don't want to make the K-State people upset, but I'm not surprised all that much to see them at number nine. New head coach. Last year, it just was not a good team. I thought they could have been better. But when you look up and down their schedule, do you think they're going to beat OU? No. Do you think they're going to beat Texas? No. Do you think they're going to beat Iowa State? Where's the game? Don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat... Farmageddon. If they beat Iowa State, I would be surprised. Do you think they're going to beat TCU or Oklahoma State? Probably not. I'm just not so sure. I think they'll beat Baylor. I think they'll beat West Virginia. I I just don't know if there are that many wins out there for them. I think they'll win at least... 
I think they'll win four. And that's kind of the point that I made last year. And you were saying the same things last year, Steve, at about this time, saying, oh, how could they have K-State at number six or wherever they were in the poll last year? Seven. They were, they were seven, and you said, how can that happen? And I looked up and down their schedule, and I went, man, I don't know if they're going to win well, that many I, games. I felt I felt like early, the reason for their slow start, they didn't give Alex Barnes the – you remember I was a big Alex That's Barnes. That's true. No one was a bigger Alex Barnes, and then look what ends up happening. They start feeding him the ball the second half of the season. He ends up leading the Big 12 in rushing. They start to really come on offense. Listen to Steve. But come they had, on. But they had a lot of quarterback issues last year. They couldn't figure out who they wanted to play. Right. And, and you know, it was kind of a sad way for Bill Snyder to go out. It was, you know, they didn't make a, they didn't make a bowl game. I don't believe they, they no. Didn't, yeah, they didn't go to a bowl game. They were what six and six. I was thinking five and seven. Five and seven. Yeah, and that that was a shame that Bill Snyder didn't. You know, I thought he would win a bowl game and then right into the sunset. Well, they didn't. They didn't uh, even get into a bowl game. But right into the sunset and the and they had that great potato bowl. And the, and the reason is, I thought they'd be so good. They had that incredible offensive line. That offensive line last year was one of the best. Dalton Reisner. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I don't know how many of those guys have graduated. I was thinking quite a few. They had the I think France was his name. One of the uh, France was a lineman. But, I, but you know they had that great offensive line. I just felt like that team. There was something missing last year, and I just can't put my finger on it. Do you think Chris Kleiman is the missing piece? I think Chris Kleiman is going to be one of the un. He's going to be one of the sleeper hires of college football. I, I think like, so too. I think he's going to be really good. But I, I'm just a little worried about this year. For this K-State team. Well, let me ask you, if Chris Kleiman goes 1-10, does Bill Snyder come out of retirement? I doubt it. For a third time. Bring back Ron Prince. Okay. But, but I think the positive thing for K-State right now is that once Kleiman's guys get in there is when I think this team is going to really pick it back up yeah. and be good again. And that might you might see some signs of it this year. Cody Stuffelbean. And maybe it's because Cody Stuffelbean will be in that mix, but that recruiting class that they have has been ranked so highly in the Big 12 that I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. And, you know, he has gone out and real. you know, they lost Alex Barnes. I think, who was the other running back? Silman, I think he might be gone. Warmack, I think he's gone. Well, they've brought in a couple transfers. Uh, one's a grad transfer. I think he's, I can't remember where he's from, but he's like a 3,000-yard rusher in his career. They're going to surprise. I still think Skylar Thompson can be a very, very good quarterback, one of the best in the Big 12. What about your Jayhawks? Are you thinking 0 and 9? Oh yeah. 1 and 8. They might beat somebody, but they will not win if they'll either go 0 and 9 or 1 and 8. Well, they get Puka Williams after his what? One game suspension, one two game games suspension. One game. And and it all it comes down to that first game of the year. KU's got to win that first game. Who's going to be the quarterback? I think it's going to be uh the the transfer, the guy that played at Pitt at one time. I think his name is McVitie, Thomas McVitie. He's a JC transfer. Because Les Miles has been dropping all these cryptic hints that he's kind of the guy that's emerged. But, you know, um, the other running back, Herbert, uh, is it Khalil Herbert? Yeah. He's a good running back. He had back. that one game of like 3,000 yards and Dom, they never did yeah, anything West again. Virginia. Dom Williams is a good running back. Puka, preseason, you know. But KU's – the problem with KU is their front seven on defense is just so bad. Steve, they, what if I put the line at this? I say for the next two years – KU is going to win seven games. Would that be a good number for you? That'd be a would good you number. take above that or I would, under? I would I would say 
whether that means they win one game this year and six the next year, they'll never or win. three and four. I think four seven, and I, three. I think it's going to be. I think it'll be over because I think the second year he could win. They could they could win five the second year. He's he's brought in a recruiting class that's already ranked number two in the Big Twelve. So you think positive days are coming? Well, for one thing, I know Les Miles will not call a timeout and then punt. Or call a timeout on the thirty-five. Or call a timeout and then get a delay a game on the punt. That's true. I mean, that was the most disorganized mess I have ever watched. Now the Mad Hatter, he might go for it well, on fourth and thirty. Well, David Beatty, you know, he'd have fourth and a half yard down, down sixty, down sixty and when you're punt. zero and ten, and yeah. say, you know what, guys, let's just go ahead and hey, punt it. The Mad Hatter's, he's got, they got the best punter in the conference coming back though. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know he's going to have the most punts yeah, of, exactly. of all the teams. Yeah. All right, Steve, we'll wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. You are listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve? Is that one of the best intros to a song? It's a good one. Oh, yeah. You know, as soon as I hear the, you know, Born to Run intro... You know Does it make I, you want to run? No. You know what it makes me think of? No, I don't know. The Hawk at KU. Ooh. The bar. Because when I was at KU, that that song was just, you know, it only been out like one year. You had that bandana in your back pocket? I didn't, but I will say it seemed like every other song on the jukebox was born to run at the Hawk. Ah. Yeah. I mean, people just, and people were, ah, da, 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 da. you know, they would just, Sing along with it in the bar. You can't hear it right now, but he's about to drop it, Steve. Okay. Baby, we were born to oh, run. Oh, yeah, people would be, you know, everybody would be drunk in there and be singing that. No, what a, no, no way. After, they'd play it after a KU win. Of course, we only had one, the one in football. <laughs> we were one in ten when I was there for Bon Voyage Bud Moore. That was, they had bumper stickers when they won the fire Bud Moore. Bon Voyage Bud. So, he was out the door. Steve, I'm glad you have this memory. Oh, it is a memory. You are kind of the boss. Can we start calling you the boss? No. We only have one boss. That's Jerry Davies. He's the boss. <laughs> that's true. He is the boss. <laughs> I want to call you the boss, Steve. Uh, no, I'm not. Jer- that's Jerry's title, not mine. The boss, yeah. Steve Sell. Huh. Go get a red bandana, stick it in your back pocket. I don't think so. Do it. I believe in you, Steve. Yeah. All right, Steve. Enjoyable show. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. And read my column at midkansasonline.com. That's right. All sorts of good stuff up there. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.